We are back on the Island of Misfit Toys. It's episode 26, the start of season two. I'm CJ. It's voice number one. <laughs> hey, it's the Mackie Mouse. <laughs> you weren't lying, girl. You did tell me you were going to call yourself voice number one. So, hey, voice number one, Mackie Mouse. Uh, man, it's good to hear you guys. It's good to hear your voices. Uh, this this entire second half of the podcast is going to be what we've been up to the last few weeks. So, like... Just like we everything, but just like every other episode. What's up recently? What's up now with you all? Nothing too much, you know. Vibes. Uh, vibes. <laughs> we're just we're just we're straight vibing. vibing. Uh, I'm in a new location, recording for the first time live. Uh, it is a very peachy '90s looking room for the time being. This but is very my new Florida. Office, very Florida, yeah. I mean, the whole house is very Florida. Everything is this weird peach color and white trim and like fluffy, weird curtains and everything is gold. Like all the knobs are gold. Like this is the most Florida vacation. This is going to sound really morbid, but this get. is where old people go to die happily. So like. True. Yeah. On the plus side, it is. It's yeah, warm it and is, fuzzy. A, That's what they're going for. It is true. Yeah. It's also giving you this warm and fuzzy glow on it our is. video. Yeah. I know, very, I, like, I know our listeners can't see me. That's partially yeah, because you my like a... lights are set low so that I don't want to murder people while I'm doing three jobs at once. <laughs> Vibes. So that might be me. <laughs> CJ, what's up Vibes. with you? Uh, oh, we're going to deep dive into the second half of the show on a lot of different things. Um, but uh, for those who haven't noticed, uh, I'm... I'm I am actually going to be in Orlando more over like this 30 day period than Baltimore. I'm actually at home for a 10 day stretch uh, and go back to Orlando um, for uh, over two weeks. So I have a really long haul coming up uh, in Orlando. So uh, lots to talk about the second half of the show, but it's it's nice to be home for a little bit before life gets a little crazy again. Holiday season, first week of December, first two weeks of December is always really busy for me work-wise. So here's hoping that 2020 is starting to turn around. We're going to talk about how that's a wish and a prayer, um, but uh, I'm hoping for a busy time of year. So prepping for that. Um, dealing with uh, sleep regression, which I know, hey, that sounds familiar, right? Didn't we end season one with me talking about that? Um, so yeah, we're still there, folks. Um, but yeah, still wouldn't change a thing. Life is good. Um, I'm happy to be back on the island. I'm happy to be here, um, seeing you guys every week, back to a routine that feels familiar. Uh, so it's nice to be back. I hope everybody's excited to hear our voices again. I know y'all have been DMing, asking when we're back. Well, hey, uh, we are back. We're back. And just like we ended things, we're going to start things off with some voicemails because you all kept them coming during this break. And I loved that. So we have two coming to you all today from our friend Brian and our friend Sarah. What's up, Misfits? Brian Patton calling in. You know I had to call. 
for the season two premiere. I've been super jealous of all CJ's Disney trips. I, I really wish I could be there, although I just found out what my AP refund is, and so I'm a little less jealous. Um, hey, just want to say something that's been bringing me joy the past few weeks has been the magic of Animal Kingdom on Disney+. Plus. It's a really great show, and you get to watch backstory on all the different animals, uh, Animal Kingdom. But about three weeks in, something that made me and my wife really laugh and we noticed it throughout all eight episodes, is every week they're trying to get two animals to fuck. <laughs> and, uh, uh, sorry, Mackie, you got to edit that out. Um, yeah, it's hilarious how every week and the various ways that Josh Gad has to talk about romance and uh, animals having babies without being too explicit for children who might be watching. It's pretty funny. Um yeah, hope that uh, makes somebody laugh, but also uh, check out Magic of Animal Kingdom. It's great. Thanks, guys. I love that our that our listeners now call and just leave, like, the most misfit of voicemails also now. This is blunt and call it like it is. Uh, yeah, like uh, two like two animals. F- <laughs> well, okay. Um, poor Josh Gad, though. Can you imagine that, like, every time <laughs> you go to go... Uh, cover a story and you're having to deal with the romance of her family. Two rhinoceros- like this is wrestlers. a children's show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Um, but I actually have watched a couple episodes myself and I, I really do love it. Uh, y'all know we've talked about it here on the show. Animal Kingdom is my favorite park, not even close, far and away. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of anything Animal Kingdom related. And I've really gotten a kick out of out of that special on Disney Plus. Have you have you guys been able to check it out at all? I haven't. Um, famous coworker Nicole has told me that I need to watch it. She also was there, um, doing DCP during one of uh one of the animals she like met because she worked in Animal Kingdom when she did DCP, and that was really cool. So I haven't checked it out yet, but she told me I really need to. Uh, spoiler alert: My Misfit Midbreak is a background noise, so. I'll tell you what I've been watching lately. Great minds. Well, apparently, we're gonna. Yeah, I was about to say I got I got a background noise. Apparently, we're we're, we're uh, between background noises and stream it and skip it. So we're gonna have you guys watching a lot. Are of we stuff gonna like mid-break, count to three and then all say it at the same time and see if we pick the same one? <laughs> well, I actually I think mine could be more of a stream it or skip it. So we'll we'll, we'll see how it develops in the mid break. But I'm curious how how close you two are. On yours, uh, Mackie. I, 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 I know that you're. I know you're a fan also of Animal Kingdom and the behind the scenes stuff. Have you been able to check out the uh, this this special at all? Not yet. And I uh, have been getting yelled at from many of my uh, friends and colleagues, and um, and my wife, in fact, because I think she caught it when she was like cleaning the house or something, and she's like, "You got to watch the show. It's so super cool." Or I think I was out to work or something, and she was watching that while I was gone. Um, so it is on my list of things to catch up on, but I have not yet seen. It's actually at the top of my list because I got so many recommendations for it. So it'll I, it'll be hitting my TV pretty soon. All right. So we also have another voicemail coming in from our friend Sarah. What's up, Misfits? This is Sarah representing the crew all the way in Akron, Ohio. You know, there's always a debate about what country should go to Epcot Pavilion. But what if we looked at the states and maybe did a rotating exhibit featuring 
regions of the United States or even the states individually. I think now is a good time to do something like that and bring the country together. Talk to you soon. So I actually, uh, full full disclosure, um, it's a second voicemail. So I, I did hear this before and he immediately was like, you know, we always talk about countries in the World Showcase. And I think that's the right thing to do. The World Showcase, I think, should highlight the countries. But American Adventure is such a big stamp of land that takes up uh, so much of that World Showcase and is just Marka. It's um, literally I think just the that, most like, stereotypical yeehaw. Yeah. And nothing. I, I would actually really love to see <laughs> some sort of rotating exhibit or even even another film or another exhibit in the actual land itself that talks about what makes this the the like the, the, the whether it be geography, typography, whatever it is, everything about this country that's that's so different. Like we have a lot we have mountains that you can ski, beaches you can you can surf, you know. Uh, fresh water that you can fish. There's just a lot going on here that I think would be really cool to highlight that we don't talk Sarah, about. Sarah, I don't mean to put you on blast, but I'm going to put you on blast. I know that you said that you represent the Misfits from Ohio. I love that so much for you. Um, I used to go to a show choir camp in Ohio and we had to drive there. And it was the um, worst drive of my life. I think there was like nine hours of soybean fields. So can you tell me what Ohio would be showcasing in the pavilion, please. Um, corn. A lot of I corn need to fields. know what else is and happening there because I hey, have, rock and roll I'm hall of fame only, and NFL hall of fame. I have been to the rock Cleveland. and roll. That's Cleveland. Okay, though. I've been to the rock and roll hall of fame, and they did not let you do anything there. It was so boring. They literally were like, "Look, don't take any pictures. Go." And the cheapest merch was like a keychain, and it was like still twenty two dollars. And I was poor and like seventeen, so I was like this sucks i i want to flex a little tiny bit because i was able to meet the curator of that museum and well i i know why it's like that uh his name is terry terry something he is mr monopoly he's like a million years old he's very sweet guy when i was uh in my previous life i used to be an audio guy in new york and i was working with the million dollar quartet and there is a corner of that museum uh, dedicated to Sam Phillips from Sun Records. It's actually pieces from his booth, like soundproofing and his actual, the keyboard, the piano, stand-up piano that was there when Jerry, that the one that Jerry Lee Lewis played is in that booth. And he walked us in for a publicity stunt and had the guys open that exhibit and had us walk in and told the guy who plays Jerry Lee Lewis in the show to play some play something on the keys and we were like freaking out because everything in that entire museum is brought in white glove and it's exactly as you described like no pictures no nothing like it's it's like as as if you know everything is going to break if you do anything but look and run out of very (laughs) like i hang out at like the newport mansions every summer like love to go on like tours there and stuff and you can't do anything in there. And that was still more interactive than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I feel yeah. as though should be a little bit more fun because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So this guy uh, personally curated like 90% of this museum. So these are like his We need things. to live a little, man. 
Yeah, so it's not like a normal thing where it's just like a collection of, of random things from around. Like, this is the dude. Okay. So, like, I yeah, that explains a little bit about, like, why... So we were we were escorted and took pictures of stuff because we were like celebrities or whatever VIP. from the Broadway show. Yeah. And he w- had to walk around with us because there were people like, no, you can't. And then he would come from around the corner and they would be like, oh, sorry, you're with This is my shot. Actually, they can yeah. do what they want. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is crazy. <laughs> exactly. So the I guess, well, the thing that we've learned here is that we need Mackie to write this guy a letter so that Isla can just play Ringo's drums. Because that's really all I'm hearing is that she just wants oh to God. play some drums. Listen, I just I, wanted to, like, experience it a little. Like, I felt like it was not an experience. Yeah, it feels like it feels a little more voyeuristic than, like, actually, like. And then again, Sarah, things. all I know about Ohio is soybean fields. So if you could just enlighten me on a little bit more that there is going on there. And I truly mean no disrespect because I am from the middle of nowhere massachusetts so i'm coming from one middle of nowhere girl to another isn't there a golf thing there too isn't the the like masters whatever something i don't know i went there there. for show choir camps of america at heidelberg university if anybody knows what that is let me know (laughs) if you're a fellow loser like me um we can connect (laughs) well speaking of the middle of nowheres and heidelberg university which does sound like heidelberg um Heidelberg, our first hot topic of season two. Uh, If you ever wanted to stay in the middle of nowhere or in a Star Cruiser themed closet, don't worry. Disney has you covered as the concept art for the rooms of the upcoming Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel have been released. And you're just in luck. You can indeed stay in a galactic closet. Now, a year ago, I wouldn't have wanted to do this, but now (laughs) I do. All right, so let's talk a little bit. These cabins come with a queen-size bed, in-wall, in-wall bunk beds, and the display window, which looks way undersized from our original thoughts, uh, a display window that shows your journey through space. This two-day, two-night experience is not yet available for booking, and now that we have seen a glance at these rooms, what do my co-hosts feel of the accommodations? And... uh they're labeling this a, quote, premium experience still. So do you think those accommodations warrant the title premium experience? Or do you think it's just going to be about the immersiveness? I have thoughts and feelings. It reminds me of the inside stateroom on Disney Cruise Line with the magic porthole where like Tinkerbell shows up. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's as terrible as people might think it is going into it. If you have never been on a cruise and you're comparing it to a hotel room, you might have an issue with it because hotel rooms are entire apartment buildings compared to most state rooms on most cruise ships. I know Disney Cruise Lines are actually bigger than the average cruise ship state room. So even my version of small is it's even smaller on other ships. So like I think but I think it's more about the immersiveness. Like it's going to be, they said it was like a cruise ship on land. I mean, that that is it, everything that I see on it. Even the way that the immersion is set up feels very cruisy to me. And not in a bad way. I think it's, I think that's a great thing. I think it definitely does not compare to a, you know, immer- like an all-inclusive hotel type of vibe, like a Polynesian, you know, where you walk around and it's themed. Right. It's not like Four Seasons in Playa del Carmen. Right. But... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm with you. I you know, I don't mind the the cruising vibe of it, though I do think 
there are certain people who it's going it's going to lose a certain client base of people who don't like that feel of the restrictiveness, the enclosedness, um, the idea that like you know almost like you check in and check out for you know th- two and a half days later. Um, it really does. It, it kind of feels like a landlocked cruise, as you both said. And I, I feel there are some people who are going to love it. And I think there are going to be some people that that's like a hard no for them, that that feeling so locked into something is going to be somewhat bothersome. I hope they really advertise that before they open bookings, because I don't want to see these people going into it who are going to hate it. And then they're going to be like, oh, that was the worst thing ever. And it's like, it's not the worst thing ever. It's just not what you thought it was going to be. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, it feels like the hotel equivalent of Club 33. Yeah. It's going to be arguably the most unique experience, hotel experience in the world. Like, we don't know. I I cannot immediately name anything that is this level of theming where it is attached to an entire theme park based on the same theme. Like, literally, your two days are (laughs) thematically planned out. I don't know anywhere else in the world that does that. So I think it's going to be a very unique thing that needs to it's just going to take a little bit of time for people to get. I just think people are going to book it and then they're going to treat it like fire festival. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be that bad. No, but I think people are going to compare it like they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I was locked in this room for two days and I was served cheese and I only have bologna sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ja Rule took all my money. Like People are going to complain like that because, you know, (laughs) Disney people and, you know, Star Wars people like. Okay, they true. can be whack. That's a good point. <laughs> Let's just be that's blunt about it. I, I think the best thing, as you said, is they just need to, they have to be very direct. About, Hone in is, on that clientele. This is a package mm. that includes this, this, and this. This is what you do. These are what the th- the two days, two and a half days, you know, you know, include. I just, I think they have to be very direct with what that package is. I mean, I also think it was very smart for them to not open it up to just hotel bookings also, because there would be a lot there would be a lot of people who I think would just want to stay there to make this an entire experience. And then they're not going to understand that they're in an experience and then they're going to act like they're in prison. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you can't just book the room. You're booking this full experience. That's it. You don't get like to book a room. I'm telling you, right. they need to be prepared for the wackos because they're coming. Which like, which like, I guess, like when you book a cruise, even if you don't do excursions on, you know, on the, the port, you're still, you're not, it's not a hotel room. Like, I think that's understood that you're, it's not, the room is like 10% of what you're paying for. You know, whereas right. is if you go, you go to like an all-inclusive place in an, on an island or in the Caribbean or something, you can spend your entire time on the resort or or even just in your room if you wanted to. But that's not how cruises are set up, and I feel like I I, I genuinely hope that the comparison to cruises are more what people draw from this that you know it the, it's a full package of like the because the entertainment the activities, on the cruise and the, yeah, the like activities so exactly. Much. I think they should use like like CJ used the word immersive instead of inclusive. Like I think that that play on words. I don't know. Marketing. The problem is Disney people people. are used to the word immersion just meaning imaginary Easter eggs on the walls, and that's not what it means. You know, like it literally is like Harry Potter land. I realize that's universal, but it's that idea that the entire area has now transported you completely away, and for the first time for us. 
we kind of thought that's what Toy Story was going to be, and it was a little bit, not quite, but but Galaxy's Edge and Batu really better. is like yes. When you ask to use the bathroom, and they point away. you in the direction of whatever they call the bathroom, right? Like, like it it transforms completely, transforms the surroundings, not just puts an overlay on love it. Whatever this area is, yeah. and we love stuff like that. We just hope that people that don't love stuff like that avoid this. <laughs> just yeah, if just you- stay home. <laughs> If you're going to complain. If, if you don't actually like maps, staying stay on a galactic <laughs> cruiser doesn't sound fun, don't do this. Yeah, that's not, And you will probably still need to wear, well, hopefully by then, Please stop. hopefully by the opening Please of this, stop. we're not wearing masks anymore. Oh, no. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually Lord. curious as to whether or not this is what the space elevator stuff is going to be like, too, at Epcot. I imagine yeah, so. Very true. You know? Yep. Yeah, that's going to be another one of those restaurants that, yeah, the food will probably be really cool and all, but if you're not interested in the theming of that restaurant, probably don't go. Yeah, I'd go yeah. to it's not that about space the restaurant. Like be our guest. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be about the theming. Yeah. Be our guest, right. All right, so after much speculation from multiple news outlets, I'm using this with quotation. This is a story that Mackie is just going to love. I know he's going to. <laughs> uh, after much speculation it. from multiple news outlets that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure uh, sign being revealed marked the impending opening of the attraction. Disney has come out and announced that f- the France Pavilion's coming attraction will not open until 2021. While there are no set reasons given for Disney given by Disney for the delay reopening, rumors extend from understaffing to worries of crowd control to the more common Disney wants to save this ride to drive people back to the parks in 2021. But um, besides what I think is really funny that while we were gone, multiple places were like, the Ratatouille sign is out. That means the ride is going to open. Ratatouille? (laughs) I can't. Sorry. Ratatouille. Um, People were literally, (laughs) were so hyped because that that cover came off the sign and everyone was like, yo, the ride's going to open. The ride's going to open. Well, here you go, everybody. Here's the official news. We get to wait. Give me the rat. I just want to ride it. It is hilarious to me. This is this is not inside baseball, but it is a a spoiler alert to Disney fans who like to preserve their magical experience. This is not any secrets or anything. But these are normal people who just go to work like I've worked these overnights before, you know, of doing doing random things. I don't I don't not in construction. I don't build rides or anything, but I am there when these overnight non guest park times are right. There is nothing like this magic shroud that people put over like, ooh, they're like carefully choreographing like exactly when they're going to reveal the signs so that people that is not it. People just come to work and they're like, hey, are we done, John? Cool. Take the cover stupid thing off and then we'll just see how it looks. Does it look good? Oh, shoot. It's six o'clock in the morning. We have to stop. We'll pick it up tomorrow. Cool. And then they clock out like Flintstone style and put a thing into it, you know, <laughs> into the wall and then a bird and they goes run their like, car that's, home. That's really literally all it, these people are just coming to Grab work their and doing steak. They're, they're just doing a job and it's it, it's so funny how much uh subtext that Disney fans and and Disney news outlets now, right? So like blogs and stuff are putting into like every yeah, air quotes, every little thing that anybody does somebody drops a bolt on and it clanks on the concrete and they're like what does that mean? What does that mean? How many times did it bounce? Wait, when they accidentally open the curtain and there's a backstage person still and they're like, yeah, and everybody cheers and they're like, oh, my God. 
Right. As if it's this like super magical. I mean, I get it. And there is a magic to it. And even before I worked there, there was a magic for that for me too. And I wouldn't say that that's ruined, but it's just so funny to me that there's so much like dripping subtext that people put into very innocuous, just like people come to work and it's phase two, you know, they people, they're putting up these signs, the gates, like, you know, the Walt Disney World gates when you come into onto property. They cannot do that in one day. And what did everybody do on the very first day of work? Oh my God, it's halfway done. They're like only painted half the art. Okay, it's just guys who come to work and they go, we worked until 7 a.m. and now we have to stop. Stop freaking out about everything. (laughs) Just wait until they're done and go, that's pretty. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually, I want this conversation to keep going. So I'm going to read the next news story because I think it applies. Is it the new Um, sign? And I think Mackie's, Mackie's going to head, head's going (laughs) to, no, Mackie's head is just going to continue to roll across the floor though. So Disney has recently tested fireworks in the Magic Kingdom area and it has created quite a buzz on social media. (laughs) Me. While it is exciting. To see fireworks in the skies over Walt Disney World, once again, these tests do not mean the immediate return of your favorite nighttime spectaculars. While I know the three of us would love to see Happily Ever After or Epcot Forever as soon as possible, purposeful left out jingle, the very bamless jingle bell, jingle bam. (laughs) I literally purposely left this out because there's no bam. We're not missing any bam. Okay. Um, But I just don't see this happening anytime in the near future. And much like other people, I'd also believe that Epcot will be the very first location to see fireworks return for multiple reasons. You think so? It's the easiest to social distance and be every single day. When you look, that park has availability. They need to find a way to bring people to that park so they can socially distance in a park and give you a reason to visit Epcot right now, making it the only place that has fireworks. So just a guess, much like Mackie, I I mean, that's a good, like educated guess, though. If I did know anything, I would not put it. I wouldn't put out anything I did know here if it was going to cost me anything. So I promise you, well, this is just a guess. Yeah. But my guess would be Epcot's going to be the first. They need to drive attendance to that park and they can safely distance people around the lagoon. Whereas as much as we all love fireworks in front of Magic Kingdom, you know, where do we all end up? Right, right. on Main Street. Elbow to elbow, right. shoulder to shoulder. Right. So um, no matter what. I'm really curious. It continues the conversation a little bit, A, about how wild news and social media can be that I, I it's heartbreaking for us. I know we're all ready for fireworks. Isla, I see your face. Guys, but I felt just for because it. they tested it. Like it, I, it didn't mean anything. I want to be honest with my misfits for a second. I did <laughs> screenshot. But did the you community. legit like fall for it? Like you were like happily ever after is your first thought? No, but like I, okay. I just had like this like glimmer. I'm so desperate. I had this glimmer of yeah. hope where I immediately screenshotted the community bulletin and I sent it to Mackie and I was like, please tell me fireworks mm-hmm. are coming back. Like he is actual Walt Disney himself, and he's ever going to tell me if fireworks are coming back. <laughs> and he was like, girl. No. And I was like, oh, and I had already sent it to Marissa and we were already speculating about when we think things are going to resume next year. And then the rug was ripped right out from under me. It's not happening. So I have a theory about this. I inside baseball is a real thing. Right. Um, And like there are entire communities of people who who are trying to anticipate you know, sports things. And and not all of it is for money. Like, obviously, there's a big, you know, money aspect to it. But a lot of it is because there is some some sport in 
trying to like figure it out before it happens and then be like, I was right, you know, in, in life in general. So something I do as that big with pregnancies Disney, and breakups. Just sure. So we're sure. I, I know. Or like or like major life calls like they're going to do they buy a house and then do this or whatever, you know, like and that, I literally that, go, oh, my God, they broke up. And then like two weeks later, I see their relationship status change. And I'm like, I knew they mm-hmm. broke up. I saw you delete three pictures on your Instagram. <laughs> I feel so good about it. Yeah, you feel like a champ. You feel like a superhero. You feel like a soothsayer. Like, oh, I know the future. And you attach that to something like Disney, and you can see how people get a little crazy about it. They announced a little tiny bit of fireworks in general, and people lost their minds. They were like, everybody I saw on Instagram were camped out somewhere. They weren't necessarily on property, but people were on rooftops and garages and in their backyards, and everybody who was here was like sitting, waiting, had no idea if it would happen or not, but were like, you know, determined, I don't care what time, we're we're gonna see it. And it was spectacularly beautiful. I was gonna say, it it was was kind of beautiful to watch everyone from their stories because I'm up here like to like see everyone be like yeah. fireworks we haven't seen these in months yeah and it was it's I a little bit know. of the sunshine I feel like after that's a nice rain. moment absolutely yeah and and, and you're right CJ it, it it is interesting how the speculation train goes and the the problem that I have with it is not what happens after everyone finds out and is rushing as a crowd my problem is that all of the <laughs> I I call them media. I call them uh like like theme park paparazzi, right? They're not they're not attacking celebrities like Princess Diana anymore. They're like climbing over each other and punching each other in the throats to be the first one to drop the news. Every news source with some variation <laughs> of Mickey Mouse in their website name. I'm like, guys. Yeah. Mickey blog, yeah. blog Mickey, Mickey Mouse News, Mickey Mouse Media. Like <laughs> If any of you are named that website, I'm so sorry. I did not mean that was all hype, hypothetically. Uh, no, <laughs> she just pissed off like a bunch of people in a row. <laughs> but it, it's it's the beginning, like bloodthirsty. Like I want to be the one to drop it first because mm-hmm. I, I want the views or whatever that gets on my nerves. But like the fact that it it was gonna get out, and frankly, before it really got any kind of traction, they put out a public release, and because they, legally they have to, that's the rule here. There's a, a noise abatement rule, so if they're gonna be making a lot of noise, they have to put a bulletin out and say, we are going to be making noise, it's not bombs and it's not guns, it's us. Um, so they knew that a few days later, everyone was gonna know, and then they did it and then it was done. Um, it definitely uh, does not feel triumphant you know what i mean like i i I, but but how like how would you bring happily ever back like okay they're ready to flip the switch right and they're like okay so obviously we have to make sure that everything is working properly we have to make sure everyone's trained and everyone is back to the positions of the how do you do like the first step because the first step is testing how would you keep that a secret so here's first here's my company line that i'm sure you know Mackie and many others, you know, are are being told and are retelling that testing doesn't mean it, testing can mean a multitude of things at Walt oh, yeah, Disney yeah. World when they're doing fireworks. It could be them trying a brand new type of firework that they've never used in the show before, or the same firework from a new re, from a new retail from a new wholesaler mm-hmm. from somebody yep. else. It could be yep, the exact same design, but they want to make sure does this explode the exact same way. New new retail, you know, new wholesaler. There's a lot of reasons that these 
that these tests can happen, it doesn't necessarily mean we we want to see that everything's operating, uh, you know, right the same way. It's it could be hey, something as simple as training a new yeah, set of people. Just you know, yeah, we just got new techs, so. I want everybody. Yes, it's exciting to know that even the term training, even the opportunity for new, you know, uh, that experience, it's it's exciting to hear. But like when I say temper your expectations, I mean, really temper your expectations because, um, you know, we're, we're going to try very hard in season two to move on from the main theme of season one and covid. But. Uh, things aren't necessarily getting better right I mean, it's now, y'all. It's still very relevant. So <laughs> it's very relevant. I wouldn't expect crowds. I wouldn't expect crowds to be on Main Street anytime in the near future. You know, so Mackie, kind of going though, off your. So, oh wow, weird. We were both just going to bounce yeah. off Mackie's point. I, I my quick answer is uh, projecting projecting all around the castle. That's I think a big opening step for me is I know that the story would still be best on the on the front of the castle, but I think repeat people who are coming back to see the show for a fourth, fifth, sixth time, who are told, "Hey, the projections are a little bit different on the back." You could round the the group of people maybe a little bit more, three hundred and sixty degrees around the castle. And that would hopefully help. But that's that's all, man. That's all I really got, because it really is a show best enjoyed on Main Street right now. Mine to bounce off of Mackie's point is I spend a lot of my time daydreaming and what is going to happen on the day things return. I I don't know. Like when Mm -hmm. you were like, oh, what happens when we show happily ever after for the first time? I just think I feel like I'm in like a like a Stockholm syndrome type situation where I'm like. How do I go to the grocery store without a mask on? Like, what is that mm-hmm. going to be like when the day that they just, the mandate's over? Am I going to crawl out of my bunker and like, d- am I going to just right, wear it and pull right. it down occasionally? I don't know. Are you too young for Blast from the Past with Brandon Fraser? <gasps> and, uh, I love that movie. That's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah that's I, literally what I feel like. I don't know. That's like, what it I, feels like right now. I, I made that reference to somebody because I was like, I feel like we're in the bunker right now like, as a, as a, as a like population. The day the that Happily Ever comes back, I feel like it's going to feel like Happily Ever After debuting. Debut, debuting. Right. right. When I they mean, got I rid of Wishes and they were like, here it is. Like, we're all just going to be like. <gasps> yeah. I don't know. How do you process that? I think CJ uh, had a good a good hypothesis. Again, I know absolutely nothing, I, but I I do. We already know uh, as a general populace that they have already said that there were testing was testing earlier in quarantine going on at Epcot, mm-hmm. um, and uh, at the con- the what the conference or whatever that um, Josh D twenty three. Yeah. Um, they had announced stuff about Harmonious, not announced, but they were talking about Harmonious. They they released a few new pictures. So clearly Harmonious is being pushed forward. That's the next one that's going to debut regardless of when it comes out. Like that's the next one coming. So it actually would make sense to like softly step into uh, fireworks again at something like Epcot where it's a lot more open and it's a little, I, it would be so much more grand to do it at Magic Kingdom, but maybe that's not a good thing, <laughs> you know, because like yeah. the news would be all over it and it would just be helicopter footage of of 50,000 people in a row because they're not listening to pack and they just can't, you know, it would be a PR nightmare. I'm sure that that's what, the, that's what I would be saying if I was in the conference room and be like, absolutely not. It's just, we can't, we can't handle that. Something like Epcot, I think is a, is a good stab in the dark for a like- safer 
alternative. Yeah, a soft a, a soft fireworks open, if you will, to get people back used to like what. How well, do if you, you want soft fireworks, fireworks with... do Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, <laughs> wow, was, Sorry, I... that was good. <laughs> Special effects. That was good. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, how do you go to the gym now? With a mask on. Different than what you used to. How do you, you know, you Do go people, do r- any three of us go to the gym? Well, no, the, the, the no. overarching you, not yeah. us, because we don't do that. But like, you know, like how do you watch fireworks social socially distanced now? Because we, for the first time, just released projections a couple weeks ago and people didn't know how to act. Like there was a, it was a whole few days of operations having to figure out how do we let people watch this show and not have them be climbing all over each other? And we had to work that out. And that's just, it's not even a show. Guys, it's people just don't wallpaper. even know how to act about cavalcades. Like, right. Oh, exactly. People don't even know how to act like, toilet paper. I will Are you kidding here. me? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, people don't know how to act, period. Like, that's the end of In the general. statement. But, like, you know. Figuring out how to watch fireworks socially distance is easier in a circle around the entire park. That's where, a, like, yeah, that's a good idea. It goes all the way deep. Gonna, yeah. I, you know, if it were me, I would pitch that. We should pitch it. Let's <laughs> to go. To Bob, JPEG. Be like, yeah. yo, Chapes. Yo, I, I got a feeling Bob. they've already, pi- somebody's already pitched the idea. <laughs> but here's hoping that, that. Uh, he he had just finished saying the next person to talk about live entertainment is fire. Can we come in the room? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, so about fireworks, get out. <laughs> you leave leave uh yeah i just it's it's interesting everybody if you watch the park pass app like i do like the calendar every epcot, day, every yeah. hour. <laughs> epcot is literally always the last to go so not I think new they year's eve something. though i just checked that the other day for i checked the park pass reservation system for absolutely no reason like it's like when just, I used to check does. wait time. I check wait times on MDE. I'm like, ooh, what's available today? Like, I'm not going. <laughs> From Massachusetts, I'm like, I want to see what Frozen's like right now. Um, no, Marissa and I will do that. Marissa will occasionally text me and go, "Oh my god, Big Thunder is only on a 20 minute wait," and I'm like, "Let's, <laughs> Let's go. go. <laughs> Let's drive That's right awesome. now. Forget the what the uh, let's do the quick math. Twenty hours that it will take like you to get there. Hours. At least. So, so guys, sad. look, it's only twenty one hours, and then the twenty minute wait. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. We do that like with it's completely unironically like we're like, oh my god it's only a 20 minute wait and we're both just like oh, that's so sick like that means absolutely uh, f- nothing to us like <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody so look uh, it may be a new season but it's the same it's the same misfits we decided though let's let's freshen up the ads a little bit so hey isla why don't you take it away sell some misfit merch Misfits, we need to talk. The next time you leave your house, you forget your mask, and then you're running back in to grab it, make sure you're grabbing your Misfit on main mask. Wait, what? You don't have one? Oh, okay. Misfitsonmain.com. Or did your baby just ruin the fifth outfit you put them in today? Before 11 a.m.? Throw them in a Misfit onesie. You don't have one? Oh, okay. Misfitsonmain.com. What about your water bottle, laptop, phone? Are they all looking a little bit bare? Slap a Misfit sticker on them. I think you're getting it now. Misfitsonmain.com. We have all of the above, plus our OG shirts and hats, locked and loaded on the site right now, waiting to be snatched off the shelves. Run. Misfitsonmain.com. 
www.thepeopleshow.com. All right. Well, we teased it earlier, everyone. Uh, we we're gonna talk, I guess, a lot of t- a lot of TV. Can you tell what we did on our break? Uh, <laughs> it was it was nice for us to kick our feet up a little bit. Uh, I had my laptop in my lap and and got a lot of work done. Uh, we'll talk about that again uh, in the second half of the show. But it was nice to literally have some some background noise on, and this is like I guess a double whammy background noise. Definitely more background noise than stream it or skip it because I it's 100% stream it for me. Uh, and I don't think this was on your bingo cards for this episode. For me, it's the 90s classic that then spawned two movies. We've talked about it here on the podcast. Um, Isla, uh, your 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 favorite, your your boy. We're going to hang out with the goof troop. Oh, we love and- that here. Yeah, I look, awesome. I love the Goof Troop. And not only do I love the Goof Troop for the story of Goof and Max, but I love what they did with Pete and PJ and and, and even Pistol. Where the hell did Peg come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone explain that to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but hey, how about Pistol? Anybody else no, like Pistol? Pistol awesome. Pete get the you know the reference there with Pistol being oh, I love it. But really to me, it was the fact that you got a little bit deeper of a understanding for for Pete and Goof's like history and and like and relationship. Because if you don't watch Goof Troop and you just watch the old cartoons, like you really just think that they are just always at odds and and literally like hate no, each they're other. Neighbors. They're... Whereas Goof Troop makes it a way more understandable story like it's it's like something that it like into a sitcom of like the next door yeah the, the weird like nerdy next door neighbor who's like yep. messing everything up like the steve urkel kind of yeah. thing is so hilarious for the 90s goofy is was, like, like the kimmy gibbler of pete's exact, household I, every yep. 80s late 80s and 90s like thing on primetime was all was situational comedy in a house with a next door neighbor so to do that with a cartoon and to do it with goofy specifically was absolute brilliant goof troop also has one of the best theme songs ever i love it truth i am so sad it didn't last longer and it was like what was the uh quack pack and mighty ducks and like it started the real like like funky 90s yeah you know things were like hip-hoppy oh so good so yeah that's my uh that's my background noise because i had it on a little bit for me and riley uh during our, our little break and I watched it on the plane when I was flying down to Orlando, and I I, nice. I love it. I love it. it. Brings me all the nostalgic feels, and as I said, I like that it it develops more of a story for Pete and his family. Uh, it's not just it's not just a goofy show, everybody. So for those of you who don't know, check it out. Goof Troop probably worth more than just background noise. Honestly, it's probably worth us uh, sitting down and enjoying because I think there's a lot of really great stories to share. So there you go. That's mine this week. Excited to hear what you two have for us because uh we got another background noise and a stream and skip it in like the best possible way i uh i feel like cartoons are really hard for background noise for me because there's so many as an adult there's so many intricacies and nuances in the in between dialogue because background noise is really good for like things that are driven by dialogue because you don't have to watch to get the story because the words are saying the story right it's not visual like cartoons are so 
intricately visual that if I have it on the background, I will stop cleaning or working or do whatever I'm doing and stare at the TV. <laughs> so background noises are hard because they distract me from the actual work that I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and, and that's like the best compliment because it's like the shows are that good that I'm just like, yeah. they just draw me in. And Goof Troop's one of those, man, because it's nostalgic and has a lot of messages that kind of drive you in. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have something else that's animated. It is uh, computer animated, not uh, pencil and uh, line drawing animated. Um, and CJ will have to sit this one out because he's going to hate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, my stream it or skip it is the inspiration or the source material drawn for the jingle bam show which is now on disney plus because it's the christmas season which is a short uh christmas special that like nobody saw <laughs> called prep and landing and i freaking love it it's, i love uh, prep oh, yeah? and landing you love, love. Prep, is that why you hate jingle bam so much because it did prep and landing wrong it didn't you? know justice man yeah <laughs> there's so there's no bam sorry continue so prep and landing uh is basically about two of Santa's elves uh, and they are actually in charge of the prep and landing of Santa's sleigh before he gets there. So they come in and they like make sure everything's ready, that the roof is treated, that the the kids are all asleep, that the chimney's good and everything's okay, that, you know, they have these little magic guns and all these like little doodads and, and gadgets. Um, and obviously something goes awry in the Jingle Bam show. Santa gets stolen uh, from other characters, from other Christmas stuff, like Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff, and they have to figure it out. But but basically, this entire thing is just you know a big a big uh, kind of spy style animation. Uh, if you like Christmas type specials and stuff, and this this could I guess sort of be a background noise too. But I especially the computer animated ones like Walt Disney Animation is absolutely brilliant in what they do. Um, so it's, it's worth kind of paying attention to the little nuances because there's a lot of little like random Easter eggs and stuff in it. There's like, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas tree is on someone's desk and there's like uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol references in it. There's like a lot of little cute things in it that are like that, too. Um, but yeah, it's it is a very cute uh, and charming little movie. It is uh, 22 minutes long, so very easy to digest. So absolutely stream it. It is on Disney Plus right now. It was... Uh, Let's see. It was an ABC special from 2009. It's uh, quite, it's almost uh, what, 11 years old. So yeah, uh, there's also a, a second half hour of it called uh, Prep and Landing Naughty versus Nice, which is, I think that's when they introduce the um, the character that does the jingle bam line is mm-hmm. like a relative of theirs is in the sequel. Um, but yeah, definitely both both worth a, a a watch if you're in the Christmas spirit. I wish they got sure a feature length, you. man. I wish they got a feature. Oh length. yeah, they definitely. Deserve I would a totally watch that. Yep, hundred percent. That's I, a I good wish one, it was one of those things that they they like spun off into like a whole like a full franchise, like a like a Coco level, you know, like production. Mm-hmm. I think would be really cool. Yep, I, I I'm glad I surprised you on that one, man. I love prep and landing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> This is one of, uh, you know, John Lasseter's little flag caps. Uh, and for all his faults and for all the controversy, the guy was really good at his job. <laughs> I mean, some of these, like the stuff that had his fingerprint on it, the the, the like work stuff that had his fingerprint on it. I was about to say, like, what, so what stuff that had his fingerprint Too on bad, it? Too bad he's a... <laughs> um, so mine is a background noise, but I guess you shouldn't really be watching it in the background. You should be paying attention to it. Um, the other day... <laughs> 
Harper, my little Frozen obsessed bebe, wanted to watch one of the Frozen things that are on. There's like a whole Frozen section on Disney Plus, and there's like Legos, the Olaf short, um, the other short, Frozen one, Frozen two, and then there is Into the Unknown: The Making of Frozen two. And Harper yes. saw the word unknown. She cannot read, but she knows that that means it's mm-hmm. the song. So she thought that it was just the song Into the Unknown, and she wanted to sing and dance. So I was like, ooh, I can trick her. So we put it on, and I'm so excited because it was so freaking good. Like, I love that kind of stuff where I get to learn how things like this come to be and how many people are in it and how much they are dedicating to it. And one of the writers, I can't remember her name, but she made me cry because she was talking about how she is a mom and she was literally, they were like, oh, what are you doing right now? Because they follow writers, um, artists, the actors around while they're making this whole film. And they, oh, hi, babe. Oh, I see. Is that a Speak of the devil. (laughs) It broke you? She knew we were talking about her and she was like, excuse me? to the butterfly? Do you want me to put it back on for you? Okay. This is uh, insight into what it's like to be with my wife all day long. (laughs) This is all day. That is what her life is. Five days a week (laughs) for like eight straight hours. It's just that. (laughs) As I was saying. Um, So it follows all of them around while they're creating this whole film, which takes months and months and months. And they have like a cute countdown thing where they're like nine months till the show eight months to the show and at one point they follow one of the writers and I'm like oh what are you doing around she goes actually I'm printing my daughter's math homework and she's like I really feel like sometimes moms females women in general um have to choose one or the other and I don't think that should be anymore I think you should get to be everything that you want and it made me cry it made me emotional because I am clearly a full-time mom and I am clearly a full-time employee as well and i have other interests i'm more than just a wife i'm more than just a mom i am isla so like it i don't know it was really nice and i think that everybody can find something that they like and you get to see jonathan groff who is just brilliant love him so much and yeah so into the unknown the making of frozen 2 it's a really cute docuseries i think it's like eight or ten episodes maybe um and it follows you through the making of the movie which is incredible and we know how well much it, that movie actually—I uh, don't want to say surprised you—but you, you, you didn't think that you would end up loving that as much as you really did. Yeah, it did. No, I was not excited for Frozen Two at all. Like, I didn't go see it in the theaters. Nothing. I didn't. I didn't care. I don't really like sequels that much. I wasn't like super hype on. I didn't like rush out to see it. And then when I did see it, I was like, I was mistaken. I regret really not seeing it. Like when I saw it, my jaw was on the ground. I was. Yeah, sobbing. It was. Um, it's amazing how far they've come in just in the writing structure and style alone, and like how how much more mature the staff making the movie has become since the first. They time, have know? somebody. I don't remember what his exact job title is, but he makes the bones for the reindeer for Sven and all the other reindeer. He was like, mm. "Oh yeah, right now I'm constructing the jaw so they can sing the correct way when they do Lost oh, in yeah. the Woods." I'm like like a a character modeler, yeah. I'm like, "Wait, like wait, a, wait. Like I'm a, like, a, wait, wait, wait. You're not just drawing Sven and and he was explaining no. like, "No, we need to make sure that the jaw moves scient- scientifically uh I don't know, an- anonymous- anatomically. Uh, yeah, anatomically correct. It was Yeah. 
blew my mind because me, so, uh, I'm like, I can draw a stick figure and that's what you get. These people are the like, I, we have to go by science. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'll see if I can find a link to it. There was a, a and it, it's on the Blu-ray for Jurassic Park. Like the guys in ILM who used to be stop motion puppeteers created the first version of that. And it was literally act- an actual skeleton that they stop motion captured and they put that into the computer and now all CGI guys who do those character modeling things, they do that in the digital form since 1990-whatever, one, since they created that. I'll see if I can find a link to it. It's really interesting. It blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. It, there's actually a skeletal structure and skin and, like, muscles, sort of, not real muscles, but, like, a, a something that represents yeah. that. And it's it's a rigor, like a character rigor. Their whole job is making sure that the arm is connected to the socket. So when you move it up and down, they're all connected. Like there's one person. That's all they do is just make sure that all the connections like work like an actual body would, which is insane. Like you could have become a doctor, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, you're doing the same thing that doctors are doing, but just on Play-Doh on a computer. <laughs> it's insane. There's there's our there's our quote for for episode one of season two. You could be doing the same thing that doctors do, but instead you're doing it with Play-Doh on a computer. <laughs> Play-Doh on a computer. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. It's time to crank into the main topic. A lot of you have been DMing Us. and asking and <laughs> curious, uh, and it feels weird to have ended season one of, you know, asking questions about us and directed toward us and then starting season two, you know, talking about what we've been up to. But y'all have been very curious as to the gap. What, what's what been going on? Uh, we did take four out of five weeks um, we, we took a little bit longer than planned, uh, and in full misfit fashion, Hey, we're going to, we're going to tell you why we're going to tell you what we've been up to. Um, and, and we're not really going to necessarily do this in order as much as like a, a free form conversation. Cause, um, in some ways there are going to be some Mickey bars and some Molotovs in this conversation. We've had a lot going on. Uh, and I, I feel like just the monotony of hearing one person, chat we're gonna we're just gonna do our free form thing um so to kick things off to me the biggest news uh and, and i think the brightest news that we have had as a trio is uh and mackie alluded to it our dude's in a new house Woo! yes that's true our He's dude is homeless. in a new house so that's the I, best yes, news I we've got so let's 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 talk about that first man. oh my god we left them hanging. Literally, we did. It was like, hopefully Mackie closes on his house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that. We yeah. had the ultimate oh, season yeah. one cliffhanger. And I, I have been I asked. It's not my that. story to tell, man. Um, I have been asked. People have been curious what's going on. Um, so tell everybody who doesn't know what's going on. Um. So basically, we were on hold indefinitely, not indefinitely, but for a long time because the underwriting bank was um kicking our file around because of me being furloughed uh they have a bunch of new protocols um that mimic a lot of stuff from the 2009 housing crisis that when that happened they put a new a bunch of new things in place to make sure that if any there was any uh stress or trauma to the economy that a bunch of houses didn't all foreclose at the same time, therefore tanking the economy more, um, which very easily could have saved the economy during this pandemic. Because they did that, they were not allowing a lot of people to buy homes that they would have foreclosed on and like the whole stock market would have crashed. So because of that, the bank is very fussy and temperamental about files and you know crossing their T's and dotting their I's, et cetera. 
So the underwriting bank, we were getting normal, you know, cycles of getting a house. Everybody kind of knows what the expectation is. You put in the application and they do this and then it's going to be this many days from when you put it in. Then you can just keep going with the process. Well, everybody on the team, the realtor, the finance guys, everybody was like, yeah, it'll be until Friday. And then the bank was like, no, we're not done. And then it would, they would say, oh, we'll, we'll push closing to Wednesday. This happens sometimes. And that happened like three or four times. They postponed it from October 6th, like four or five times. We didn't close until October 26th, the last Monday of the month. Um, so because of that, we couldn't get movers because we couldn't tell them what day we were moving because we found out we were closing on like Saturday. We found out we were closing on Monday. So it was really tricky. Um, but we closed. And then the entire week from that Monday until that weekend, I was working overnights in at Magic Kingdom color correcting the castle so that all of you wonderful people could experience the holiday projections. <laughs> every single night starting on the day that I closed the house. So I was working like 10 PM until four in the morning. And then I would get up and try and like move three boxes over and then, you know, like go back. It, it was crazy. Um, all of that led to, we had to be out of the house by 9 AM on Sunday. So we only had Saturday to move. So we basically, Got up at seven, eight, and started moving. And 22 full straight hours later, at six in the morning, we moved everything in uh, from the help of a couple of our friends who came over throughout the day and helped us just pack U haul trucks and keep moving it down. But we had so much stuff, and we had to clean the entire apartment in the one day because we couldn't clean during the week because all our stuff was still in there. So it was kind of it was kind of a, a crazy crazy time. Uh, even though we had a week between closing and moving, it wasn't a week that we could use. So it was basically the same as someone. And if anyone's out there experienced like closing on the house and having to move the next day like out of state, like that's basically the amount of stress that it was. <laughs> like you only have one shot and you got to do it right then. Um, we slept all day on Sunday. Really weird. Didn't know what day it was. Every time we woke up, it was bizarre. But from that point on we were we were in a new home and we are still in a permanent box fort in this place we just have boxes everywhere uh the other wrench in this entire thing was that we moved into a fully furnished home because it was a florida's just full of vacation homes wonderful house great house had everything we wanted but it's full of couches and tvs and entertainment units and books and dvd play like everything is in here so we had to like first get everything sold and out of the house as quickly as there's a giant bunk bed in one of the bedrooms, like stuff like that. And so now we're basically at the place where we've pretty much sold all of the stuff that we could sell. Anything that's left, we're like taking crowbars and sledgehammers to and just breaking and throwing out. And now we're starting to finally get moved in, you know, t three weeks later or whatever, two weeks later. But we are after the craziest adventure of the entire summer. The first day that we started looking for houses was June 10th. <laughs> uh august 26th the journey was complete i know there's a lot of people who always come to me with stories of like i looked at at you know 85 houses and i lost 10 of them or some crazy you know like so i'm i'm very very thankful that we didn't have to go through even you know crazier numbers um but yeah it was it was a much longer experience than it than it could have been but it definitely could have been worse so we are in the house both taryn and i have our own offices now we have vaulted ceilings. We have space. The dog can run around. We have a pool in the backyard. We actually live on a golf course, which is kind of 
<laughs> insane because from the north any of any of our listeners who are from the north know that like that's not a thing like if you live on a golf course you live in a country club Bart <laughs> like, literally so. said that the other day he goes that's for rich people that's right that's so her her mom back home was just like oh my god i have to tell all my friends like you live in a golf course it's crazy <laughs> um it, it is a lot more common down here because they just build golf courses like in between stuff and then they build houses around it so but because it's a golf reserve um it you know is very nicely kept it's off the road but it's not in the middle of nowhere which is great and that's all we wanted so right outside of our back porch is hole number 10 <laughs> and there's there's golfers in their little carts coming out every morning and 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 playing it's it, it is really it's very florida it's it's about as florida as you could possibly imagine <laughs> which we're which we're very thrilled with so that that was my big adventure of of getting into the house yeah, man, I uh, I didn't want to keep everybody on that on that edge of the cliff any longer because uh, <laughs> all is well. Yeah, it, it, you're not living in a cardboard box. You're not in a box. Well, a and you would be in Maryland or Massachusetts <laughs> before you'd be living in a box. That's for sure. Of course, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't let that happen. But um, <laughs> your 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 big kind of, your big adventure kind of ties into mine because we did get to see each other. One of those nights that we did. you were sneaking into Magic Kingdom uh, for work. Sure did. Um, to, for work. <laughs> yeah, for work, of course. Uh, but I was there, um, of all things. Uh, my big adventure while we have been on our break has been getting back into video content. Um, and so that's a big thing I did this past trip. Uh, I was originally set to do it for a company that wasn't Disney. Uh, and when I got down there, those plans fell through. So I decided to still do the best that I could uh, this trip and and make some video content and do something that I haven't really done in, in some time. Um, and I had a really good time you doing did it. An amazing job, I might oh, say. Thank you, man. Both times. Thank you. Several times. Thank you so They're much. Brilliant. Um, brilliant. Brilliant. I really appreciate it. I enjoy I enjoy the format. Uh, and the day that I saw the day that I saw Mackie, I was in Magic Kingdom um, working on a video um, and uh, it was nice to see Mackie, you know, for for a few uh, kind of get an update behind the scenes update that they were getting ready to move. Things were things were good. So it was nice for me to not be on the cliffhanger the entire time um, <laughs> to know that things for you and Taryn were, were, were working out. But um, that was my big my big project. Some of you may have seen the video I did uh, on our Misfits account um, for the Misfit merch. Um, but that's been that's been the, the, the fun thing for me um, is has been that the uh, the other side of it has been uh, I've been able to work at really wild and crazy hours because our kids been up and doing wild and crazy things with our <laughs> sleep schedule. Uh, kids do that. Kids sometimes, huh? do that sometimes. <laughs> and and she's at the age now where for the most part I can I can lock her in my office with me and and get some stuff done. Um, so I've been able to work uh, on longer projects and and video is something that I I really love and I had an opportunity where I was supposed to do a project with Universal. And it fell through and I thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm just going to start doing some Disney stuff for fun. And I'm I'm actually glad I got to step back into it for fun instead of work. Like I got to do it because I wanted to. And I've been really excited about that. So um, thanks, everybody who has supported it. Both of you who have so obviously you both have shown it a ton, a ton of support. And I appreciate you both for that. Um, but that's been a fun thing for me to, to change up and do something a little different um, and step back into video. Isla, how about you, friend? 
I have also stepped back into video. <laughs> I know it, girl. I was watching today. Heck yeah. So. I'm so proud of you. Um, I resurrected my YouTube page. Um, when I say resurrected, I mean the only people that probably watched it before were, was my husband. So shout out to him. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So the Shikorsky party of three. I have always had this thing where I wanted to be a vlogger, but I am boring and not... Um, fun and my voice is annoying so I never thought that it would work out but fun fact every vlogger who's ever vlogged has said all of those also and they're the best vloggers in the world also fun fact (laughs) she told me this for like the year and a half before she finally joined this podcast um, so I'm faking it till I make it on the podcast so I decided I'm gonna try that with um the YouTube so here we are now it's a great principle you have made it but continue friend um I vlogged when I went to Disneyland in 2019, and I vlogged when we went to Walt Disney World in April of 2019. So Disneyland was up. It was real bad. I have no qualms with admitting that. We had we had never been to Disneyland before. I had no idea what I was doing with my camera. Um, yeah, that's it. And I had a seven-month-old who was all of a sudden decided to pop her two front teeth while we were – her first teeth ever while we were on the strip. So – Disneyland was great, and I can't wait to go back, but the vlog was not so great. And then (laughs) April, the way that I was saving my videos as I was recording them on my camera, they were not saving properly. So then I had to try to convert them, and they got all corrupted. So I just decided to say goodbye, and I just let it go. I was like, never mind, never mind, never mind. Bart got me my new hard drive thing. I got my new Mac. He figured it out. So all of a sudden, all of these video clips from... A year and a half ago are alive so i was like maybe i should try to figure this out and mackie and cj know because they are the techie people of this trio that we have going on when i sign on i have no idea what i'm clicking mackie has to tell me like what color button to press so the fact <laughs> that i learned how to navigate iMovie and it's not the worst thing ever is okay with me because we all know i am the world's okayest like that's all i aspire to oh, be in man. life so Melissa, you better you better call us in next week about this because she was they were also messaging me about iMovie because they're cutting stuff for their Patreon too for tragical podcasts. So I want to hear what her iMovie experience is. Yeah, so I think I'm like <laughs> compared to yours. I think I'm like okay at it now. It's I still have some issues where I don't know what I'm doing, but I have decided to just say like screw it and I'm just still uploading. I upload every Sunday. So I have a little schedule for myself. Um, I have everything edited and ready to go. I just literally have to hit upload now on Sundays, which is really nice. But it's been fun. I got a thing. um, Mackie sent me an Amazon link for a thing to hold my camera because I am short. So my arms are short. So for all of my old vlogs, it was just my eyebrows and my eyeballs because you couldn't see anything else. And now (laughs) now it's legit. We're, We're out here. We're doing the damn thing. I'm proud of you. I'm pumped. I'm excited. You know that you'll succeed at doing the thing until we hang out because for whatever reason, we can always have these grand ideas and then all it takes is the two of us hanging out together and we forget everything. So Yeah, I was supposed to (laughs) vlog our December 2019 trip and on the fourth day that we were there, we were walking into Epcot from the parking lot and CJ looked at me and I looked at CJ and we both went, we both didn't start anything because he was going to do B-roll and I was going to do my talking. And my life. we realized my we life. legitimately never, we did not do a single second of Three it. And then we said days. we were going to do it for the cruise and then COVID happened. Yeah. 
Fun fact, uh, when Taryn first moved down here, we had a vlog called Adventures with Macron. And we used to put up YouTube videos every like other week or whatever of just like being in Florida, going to parks and stuff. And me being me, being ex-TV post-production, you know, in New York City and doing all, I've got all this gear and gimbals and like I'm putting all these graphics and stuff and it took too damn long to produce. So I, we ended up fizzling out because it was taking too long to make them because I hadn't caught up with like like young people fast production yeah yet. like instagram stories weren't a thing yet like you know it's like snapchat was just like that was it in fact in the videos taryn's in the background and i'm like oh yeah she's snapchatting like nobody does that anymore <laughs> like nobody cares <laughs> so like that that like quick form stuff i wasn't used to so then we just fizzled out yeah so like my it, youtube is not fancy love vlogging. um my it need to be fancy though but it doesn't need to be yeah so like i'm not ashamed that it's very basic i have seen people vlog things that get views that i did not know people wanted to watch on youtube so like i'm just mm -hmm, i'm out yeah. here people so playing with play-doh like, yeah if like you're literally. into mediocre um right. vlogs check it out most of them are <laughs> disney related of some sort You'll never know when I pop back in the parks. Um, until then, I'm bringing things from home. I have a cool vlog where I make buffalo chicken chips. Oh my god! It's real fun. We had we had Christmas buffalo chicken chips in Isla's <laughs> honor the other day when we went to Animal Kingdom. It was great. We toasted and everything. <laughs> a damn shame. Poured one out for me. Real homies. That's right. Uh, so that was kind of the, what we're up to. Um, you know, I, I, I also want, you know, everybody to have an opportunity. Do you guys have anything else that you've been up to that you want to share first? Nope. Taking anything care of Harper. Yeah. Hanging out with my husband. Yeah. Being parental. Still, still kind of being self-isolating. Still wearing my mask. Still washing my hands, which I hope everyone else is out there. Yeah. Amen. I'm, uh, I'm working three jobs now that I have like three times as many bills as i used to have <laughs> so that i can like make sure i don't get kicked out of my house now you get to say um, oh homeownership that's yeah, yeah 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 which i mean i knew but you know there's one thing of knowing it and then one thing watching your bank account just like fizzle out it, to nothing what's it is it all state that has the commercials where it's like you becoming your parents like we can't prevent oh you my from gosh. becoming your parents um, like yeah. literally that's yeah that's what's love yeah, those commercials yeah. you hired yeah, him yeah. you hired uh, him I learned a lot about lawn care and pool care. <laughs> I learned that I would rather pay people to do it for me than for me to do it myself. Yep. Um, I mowed this lawn for I one year a, and we hired somebody else to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I am uh, I am working in – if we have any any sports fans out there, I don't know anyone who would – of our listeners who would be listening who – randomly would be attached to jacksonville but i am doing some work with the jacksonville jaguars indirectly um nothing that you'd see on tv or anything like that but working with their kind of marketing people and doing internal things and stuff like that which is for for me exciting i'm not like a humongous sports fan but it and lucky that i'm not because the jaguars have a have a very tainted you know past of like the team isn't the greatest team in the league and so they're very they, they get kicked around a lot as you know they're on the underdogs and they get made fun of a lot and you know but hey it's I'm, still pretty I'm cool in here like very cool. i was like i like football and and these guys are awesome and the the pe the people like the human element not the sport that i don't care that much about are so awesome they're fun and they're like so i like, have so much swag and stuff so like it's been fun to just 
do something outside of Disney that still is that level, like like a like a bigger scope, but isn't theme park related. Um, I'm just based, that just came out of just me doing a lot more freelancing, you know, and and doing more photography and you know doing more more video as well. Actually, I've been doing you know Black Friday and Christmas videos and promos and things like that. So I'm dusting off my gimbal and my <laughs> my the video settings on my camera too. So it's. It's nice. It's it's uh it's been nice to be forced to finally do the things that I had been putting off because of the move. Now that the move is done, I'm like, well, I also need to make money. So I'm just these things where I'm like, oh, I really wanted to learn Resolve like really, really well. I'm like, well, now's as good, good a time as any. Just just jump in. I kind of interested in in as a little call to action of like our what our listeners like this time of year is it all just holiday related are like are people like because i feel like on twitter i see a lot of people like oh you know what now in this stage of quarantine like oh i picked up a new thing that i was trying to do and i never you know did the work and now i'm like picking up a new trade or doing a new part-time job or like i wonder what people are new things people are challenging themselves to do you know yeah and that was a a big reason i wanted to do this kind of an episode was you know, in just a three-week period of time, the three of us are up to very, like, I mean, uh, we're up to very different things right now than we just were three weeks so ago. So many, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and that kind of is going to bring me into the next point. And I, I'd love Mackie, as Mackie said, listeners, you know, if you've had something big that's happened for you all, let something new that you're picking up, yeah. call and let us know. Let that be, like, part of our listeners. You are know. you knitting? Yeah, are, 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 are you making are you, I, are you making whipped was, coffee? <laughs> let me know. As I was saying that, I pictured someone like, well, I'll, I'll learn knitting. Whipped <laughs> coffee. Whipped coffee was so early quarantine. No, listen, early mid quarantine. No, vanilla bean paste. So from Trader Joe's, I'm gonna figure out how to make paste? the. It's called vanilla bean paste, but you can make like the Starbucks cold cream. So that's my new. Really? That's my new. And I want to do hot whipped hot chocolate so stay tuned that's what i want to do all right it's going to be like a take on whipped coffee so here we go i'll let you know how it is you heard it here first um so i kind of want to take this as the launching pad the where are we going now what's what's coming up season two stuff that we that we know is on the docket there there are plenty of things that we will be talking about behind the scenes that will be rolling out throughout the season but Things that we know that you guys can expect in, in season in season two, uh, and some of those things are already started. Um, we we have new Patreon content and new Patreon style content coming uh, right now. Uh, starting with the uh, Gate Five episode that I promised to the patrons about uh, my new After School Island. We we changed it from Animation Avenue to After School Island themed Fifth Gate. But something else I thought would be really fun on Patreon is uh, I only introduced the first three lands and I decided next time I'm only going to introduce one land and invite one of our patrons to join me on the episode as the listener's voice and ask me questions because talking alone was was kind of boring and I want to invite one of the patrons to join. So Isla has cranked out a new video. I know Mackie has some fun things in the works. So Patreon content is something that we really want to deliver on in in season two. Uh, we also have some of your fan favorites from season one. I know some of you have been wondering, like, we didn't finish Fifth Gate. We didn't do Death Row Disney meals in all parks. Well, yeah, that's why you stick around for season two. So some of that content that didn't get finished in season one is coming back 
in season two, despite maybe the fear of some of my co-hosts. Uh, but yeah, we're going to we're going to cover all the parks, everybody. So if you felt like we missed something season one, uh, stay tuned. Season two, we have some of that. We have some of that coming. Uh, so I, I'm really excited for what's to come over the next uh, the next 24 episodes. And that's, uh, I guess, the last question I've had that I felt I should answer for all of you is uh, while we may take a little bit of time uh, or do something a little bit different in the holiday during the holiday season, that episode may look a little different, sound a little different, or we may take a week off. Um, the plan is we're going to run another 25 episodes and then take the season two break. So for everybody who wants to kind of get on the schedule, 25 episodes and a break, it's kind of it's kind of how we're going to roll. Uh, so to, here's to the next 24, you guys. Um, anything you two want to talk about, about what's coming in season two or anything that you, that you guys are pumped to bring? Me, I'm showing up here and that's all you get. And that's all I'm telling you. Thank you so much. Yep. The world's okay as the co-host, uh, y'all. <laughs> I'm replacing uh, every single one of Eyeless Profanities with uh, animal noises from now. Oh my God, can Just, you make it the uh, dolphin noise? Can, do you want to be the dis? That, Just the dolphin, the dolphin noise. The dolphin noise is one of my favorites that you have ever used. Thank I you. Love ever. It. It, yeah. Like I do love the Wookie one. That is a person, but that is like for special occasions. I feel sure. Yeah. Like when my sure, special yeah. folks come in, like Wookie. Yeah, I got you. Writing that uh, one down. I think what we should do is we should uh, we should get like a like a button so you can censor yourself with a sound of your choice. Right? Wouldn't that be funny? That would be really cool. Then you can. That's what people on Twitch do, which is all I've been doing with my. Oh yeah. So I have a Twitch also, um, where I mostly edit photography. Occasionally I play games, but but <laughs> most of it is is like post production stuff. Uh, when I edit videos and photos and and things like that, the stuff obviously that I can release to the public as I am working on it. Um, and when I do my photo sets, um. I do like kind of advanced Photoshop techniques and stuff. So if anybody is interested in like learning, the, not the photography part of photos, but the, the editing part in both Lightroom and Photoshop, I uh, I do that on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Mackie Mouse Media. If you follow me on any of my social media handles, it's the same. Just twitch.tv. Um, yeah, and we have a lot of fun and, and and do a lot of like random things. I do giveaways and I have like little polls and weird stuff in the chat. Uh, but the Twitch world is kind of interesting because there's a lot of those kinds of weird things on there too. Like they're always doing like sound effects. It's like a radio show, right? So they're doing like sound effects and putting Snapchat masks on themselves and changing their voice to things. And it's it's this weird kooky, like <laughs> it feels like these like crazy science labs of, of entertainment uh, of just like a guy in his bedroom, just like with a mixer, just like doing things, which I, I didn't realize people had been doing for like 10 years. That's just like a whole community of people. People who just watch people be weird on Twitch didn't know. Damn, there are so many and... careers that I missed out on that I would have been really we... good at. <laughs> you still, that's the thing about the digital age, Isla, you still can. It is never too late. You just resurrected a YouTube channel from 10 years ago. Like, I'm just saying. And if all else fails, just use somebody else's photo and catfish the hell out of somebody. You could do that yeah. too. You could do that too. Neve. Hello, Neve. <laughs> Can you please give me my 15 minutes of fame, my big break? Yeah. And I'm not saying that Perry you moment. need to. I'm just saying don't be Isla <laughs> when you go out there. Be somebody else. 
All right, everybody, it's that time of the show. We talked about we talked about a little bit, but uh, hey, let's uh, let's talk about our feelings. All right, it's Mickey Bars, Molotovs, and uh, I I have already kind of hit on mine, so mine will be short, sweet, and to the point. Sleep regression. I know I even talked about it in season one. It is not a joke. I know Isla has like <laughs> been my emotional like support through this time and reminded me that I am not alone. This is like crazy and temporary, but sleep regression is whack. I have tried to use it to my advantage to get these videos done. Um, Dana really dealt with it while I was gone uh, to Walt Disney World, and it was a double whammy because uh, Riley was also sick. But we're talking like. 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. being awake, um, like crazy stuff. Uh, so sleep regression's whack. She's finally like getting through it. Um, I say that as today she got up at like 4:30 and then was up again for the day at six. But um, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're working through it. So sleep regression. My Molotov. There you go. I will die on the hill of I think we need to get rid of daylight savings time. We have a we have Same. invented electricity since then, and I. <laughs> and just I'm so done. If the farmers need light to d- do their cropping, I don't. Yeah, even, use your iPhone, farmer. John. Like yeah. literally, <laughs> put your flipping light on. Like your I don't even know what it's called. The the big lights. They're not fog lights. They're whatever. Stop with the daylight savings time. <laughs> oh my god! I do not need to get out of work. At, I get out at four thirty, which is a very reasonable time. It's pitch black out. I pick up Harper and she goes, Mama, the sun went na nights. And I'm like, why did the sun go na nights, Harper? I don't even know. Like, <laughs> <sighs> I hate it so much. Agreed. That's it. I hate daylight savings time. Let's get rid of it. I want to move to Arizona because they don't they too. don't believe in it there. It must yeah, be nice. Just, they just opt out. Right? Yeah. They just go. No, we don't do that here. And I, I swear that, works, that but... kind of stuff also plays into like kids are kids aged like getting screwed up like things don't they just don't feel right so i don't want to poke the bear that is cj right now harper's sleep regression was very not she loves her sleep girl has slept like all day every day for her entire life (laughs) and like the times that she did have issues it was around daylight savings that is correct like literally two years wow harper's so old now like two years ago she was like itty bitty (laughs) and this time came around and all of a sudden she was like, I'm waking up at 3 a.m. and I'm going to stay up until 5.30. And I was like, we don't do that here. That's not <laughs> how this works in this house. And we're going to fix that. And it took like three or four days. And then she was like, well, we don't do that here. Mom was right. She's a man. And I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> so we just have to tell Riley. We got to be like, girlfriend, get with it or get out. Just kidding. <laughs> we're not gonna, you don't have to get out. <laughs> pack, pack your bags. The fire station is taking you. Like, we're done. <laughs> you know, the worst part about it is, is Dana can attest to this. I'm one of those people who, like, when I'm awake, at a certain hour, I'm awake. Like, if it's 4 yeah. o'clock in the and morning the and, I'm awoke, and I'm woken up by by my kid, I'm awake. Yeah, I'm not going I'm hard. not going back to bed for a while. So it's as much on me, more on me, probably, my inability to go back to sleep. Because then I sit there and watch her sleep in the monitor for two hours while I can't sleep. I was that parent, too. Yeah. Like I, After they would go to sleep, I'd be like, well, I don't want to fall asleep and then, then wake up as soon as I close my eyes. And it's yeah. like, 
that yeah. logic and you're always like not even like with it at that yeah. point you're like so like, beyond yeah so you're like this makes sense and then like four hours later you're like that made no sense so what did i, I do extra sleep like, yeah mm-hmm. i didn't need to watch four mari poviches in a row anyway um uh, mackie <laughs> what you got oh, yeah, for us cool. what's your molotov my friend uh the the only real thing not only but the the main thing that's been bothering me lately is uh anxiety is really really the worst uh in general sure and being anxious about things kind of sucks but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about like post 30 body creaking weird hypochondriac brain anxiety right so i read about something called cardiac oh forgot what it's called cardiac anxiety is what it's called uh and it's literally you thinking yourself into a ghost heart attack that is a real thing that happens to people not dangerous at all very scary but not not physiologically dangerous like you are not actually having a heart attack um but you uh you're not basically, selling me on this here <laughs> your anxiety is uh is making your pulse go up and making like certain muscles hurt and like it actually manifests itself very physically where you, what you're having is your body gets into panic attack mode and your brain is saying i'm dying <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. Uh, And there are milder versions of that, obviously, where like, and it's scary because it's the same symptoms, right? So what you really know is you go to the doctor and the doctor goes, bro, you're healthy. Stop coming to me. (laughs) I'm 33 years old. And I had this, we've been through this in the season. I had to go to the doctor. It was in May. And I was like, I think something's wrong with my body. And they were like, okay, fine. Let's check it out. We did blood work. He was like, you are healthy as an ox. Your blood pressure is like a little bit high. You're fine. Just get some rest and chill out. And every single day since then, it's just been random pulse racing out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I'm not worried about anything. I'm fine. I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried about, you know, like my job. I'm not worried. That's more than some people can say right now Mm -hmm. in COVID times. But for some reason, out of nowhere, I'll be pleasantly happy, minding my business, doing work. And all of a sudden, my body will be like, you're going to throw up now and you're going to start sweating. Like, wait, why? No, I didn't ask for that. No, everything's fine. Like, why are you freaking out? My body's just like, no, we just, it's 614. So, you know. Felt like I can just picture making, the inside out characters in your brain where they're like yeah, pushing they just the levers. on the wrong button. Yeah, and yeah like, literally. That's what's like happening. somebody spilled coffee on the thing and we're like, oh, we got to fix this. That's literally what's been happening all the time. And now that I am aware that it's anxiety, it's a little bit easier to just be like, just, you just let, let it go, it man. Pass. It's fine. <laughs> and so I bought a hammock. Well, I had a hammock, but I, I, I put a hammock outside. And like that's my happy place. So if I if I freaking out and I'm having palpitations or like my pulse is freaking out or something weird, I go sit in my hammock, and I just chill out and let it pass. But the fa- feeling like you're getting old and like the anxiety like taking over your mind and your life totally sucks. I'd like to light it on fire and never have it come back again. I know somebody relates to this. Like just random. Like you don't even feel it's not like not you're worried brag, and then it starts to build. But I can't relate to the over thirty thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I figured, um, you, I figured you'd take a flex on that. I can't. I, I can't relate to the uh, laying out on a um, hammock on a golf course thing. So you know, I mean, just... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not meant to be a flex. Um, I know it wasn't. But look, here, here's next to his 
Here's my issue, Mackie, is that (laughs) uh, if I came home from a crap day, I would be too nervous that if I'm laying in said hammock, I'm going to get nailed by a Callaway 342 or something while while my eyes are closed. So that's just my luck. That's how my my bad day would just keep snowballing into a trip to the hospital. Uh, But man, um, I'm glad for you that you've found your Zen because uh, you, you couldn't you couldn't do that in the old place. You couldn't. Ha- Where were you going to put your hammock together in the old place? So fun fact, I, I did tie my hammock up to our very, very small balcony and I curled up. <laughs> there you it. go. If I and that's how I did. That's how I discovered that the hammock calmed me down <laughs> for whatever reason, like t- the position I was in, I guess. Or yeah. something. It's like a cocoon. But now I like it. Imitates yeah, exactly. the womb. I was about to say, don't <laughs> I, say fetal. I'm sure. I don't say fetal position. There's the honestly was probably some psychological like <laughs> yep. thing in there yeah. for that. No, There's got to be right. Yeah. But I mean, if you're experiencing anxiety, you're not alone. And also, if you if it's possible, just let it pass. It's probably fine. Probably. Wow. So just... Somebody gave you a medical degree. Suddenly, <laughs> Mackie is a friggin' therapist. I'm, I'm just I mean, it's a valuable lesson right now. All three of us have definitely been dealing with a fair amount of... I mean, as everybody has, 2020 has been an anxiety firestorm for people. So... As Taryn keeps reminding me, I'm like, why am I freaking out? And she's like, this has been the worst year in the history of our life. You're probably fine. It's just everybody's got yep. some to do. Just take uh, take deep breaths when you can, where you can, and every opportunity that Absolutely. you can is just remind yourself to chill. Yeah. And no, I know it sounds so basic and so like amateur of me to say, just stop and take deep breaths. But I really do mean it when I say just stopping and focusing on your breathing and chilling for a minute mm-hmm. is so valuable uh and it's really helped me a lot so man i'm happy you found your zen in that in that hammock um i didn't mean to turn this into like it was a makeshift (laughs) to like hold hands (laughs) and a makeshift and it was like a makeshift built in mickey bar um but my actual mickey bar this week speaking of cocoon feelings and, and safety nets uh my mickey bar we had a friend josie literally uh in the last 24 hours uh write a blog post about her death row disney meals magic kingdom edition and she uh she had credited isla and the podcast in the post and in sharing uh her new post and her stories and it was one of those moments where i had like uh i had a holy shit moment no doubt um this is somebody who i i very much appreciate in the disney community i know isla adores Literally, this is Aunt Josie to to yeah, Harper. Yeah, Josie is so. one of my closest friends. I love this girl so much. Um, so I know that I'm I, the reason I took this this Mickey bar is because you know I, this was like a no duh from Isla, uh, but it meant a lot to me um, to see that somebody who who knows a lot about this community, uh, we we sparked a a conversation and and um, certainly not a full original idea. Uh, but to see her tweak it and and make it hers um, and to know that we had inspired that meant a lot. So coming into season two, just being reminded that we are inspiring conversation. That's that's probably my biggest Mickey bar period for the show. Like for us, literally in 26 now episodes, the biggest Mickey bar for me to this day is is that we're sparking conversation with with real people who love Disney. Uh, so, Josie, uh, I appreciate you. For those who are really interested in checking out the blog post, I will make sure I put it down in our show notes so that you can uh, head over and see what her death row Disney meals would be in, in Magic Kingdom. And uh, Josie, I really appreciate it. Thank you. 
I'm going to keep mine short and sweet and to the point because speaking of beds, I'm going to get my kid to bed. Our new bed came in. Um, So it's the Beautyrest L-Class. It is the type of bed that they shell, shell, that they um, (laughs) put in Disney. Yeah, that they put (laughs) in the Disney Cruise Line staterooms. Oh, nice. So it is the dopest. Harper is obsessed. She literally like sleeps like a mummy. She's like, (sighs) like every single night, like, it is so comfy. We were sleeping on Bart's mattress from high school, so it is like 10 years old, and our backs were of somebody that is 87 and not mid-20s, late-20s. So I am so happy. I'm sleeping so much better. I feel better every day because it was really taking a toll on us. Like at yeah. The like end of it while we when we were waiting for the mattress to deliver, we were like, we can't do this anymore. Like we felt like we were <laughs> sleeping on like futons. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. But now I like I wake up easier. I move throughout my day easier. My body is not hurting as much anymore. Those backflips oh. are easier to pull off. Yeah, you know, I'm like doing cartwheels when I wake up. So that's my Mickey bar. I'm really excited I about my new mattress because that's a total 2020 thing to be overly excited about. Everything is worth celebrating in 2020. Yes. If you had like a really good Pop Tart this morning, throw a party. Because, yep. <laughs> but just you. Because a Pop Tart themed Zoom meeting, actually. And Pop Tart, a Pop Tart is going to be really hard to share with more than like anybody. Yeah. That's true. We bought a sleep number mattress last year because of the same reason. We were like on a spring bed and we hated it. And we were like, you know what? Treat yourself. Like we deserve better sleep. And it makes a huge difference. That is something that I'm not mad I invested money in because, wow. At first, I thought it was a scam, like rugs and pillows, because those are ridiculously (laughs) overpriced. Rugs Rugs and pillows are a scam. Oh, my God. Have you ever gone (laughs) to TJ Maxx, saw a decorative pillow, and you're like, I need that in my house? And then you look at it, and you're like, why is this pillow $43? Yeah, for what? That's me about most (laughs) adult purchases, but the bed was worth it. Same. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. My Mickey bar... Zebra cakes. <laughs> You're not wrong, though. Zebra cakes are You're not wrong. Those slap. They're great. They're delicious. They're sweet. They are timeless. I just discovered they are timeless. I just discovered that uh, zebra cakes now come in roll form, like a like a like Swiss a roll yodel. And yeah. and zebra. Have you rolls. seen the Christmas tree ones? You can get Christmas trees this time of year. I have seen. The Christmas oh tree yeah. Ones. The yeah. only difference is the which is always green fun, frosting. The, the, but oh yeah, Christmas tree shape. Yeah, they do. I think they do Easter ones too. Yeah, like, and eggs. eggs. But yeah, zebra cakes slash the newly found zebra rolls. Check out your local supermarkets and see if they offer zebra rolls. I'm and a cosmic do, brownie send girl. Send us a picture. But like cosmic Ooh, brownie, that's go. old okay. school cosmic brownie. Yeah, oh my god, I like that. I'm gonna get judged so Disgu- hard for this because disgusting. I am the old man of the podcast. But oatmeal cream buys. Oh my gosh. Okay. All no, way. that doesn't make you old. Those oatmeal are the cream best. Buys are also timeless. Okay, um, delicious. In high school, I used to eat a cosmic brownie with a can of Coca Cola for breakfast. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. Anybody I, else? I, I really hate myself like so much. <laughs> Is there anybody who's I used really to do like Sierra Mist you. and like a full bag of uh, of sour Skittles on the way to school at like seven in the morning? <laughs> like what Sugar kind eyes. of chaotic energy? Who drinks a soda at seven a.m.? Me, because I hate myself and I hate my body. Full sugar coke. 
<laughs> was there anybody else who, when you went to <laughs> the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid experience, mm. you were really pissed that it wasn't an actual oatmeal cream pie? Because <laughs> I walked in, I was like, this is some bullshit. Uh, <laughs> this is, I, this was like my first introduction are... to like throwing a fit and storming <laughs> out. I was like, this is absolute. I'm over the it. The magic is ruined. Yeah. This, I saw this on a commercial and it is not real. <laughs> yeah, I was so mad. No, I'm going to look for those zebra rolls, though. Bart would probably eat the whole box in one night, but maybe I'll snag one before he eats it all. I would have, but I, I diversified uh, my snack cabinet so that I wouldn't do that. So now I have some options. Well, the I do like donut sticks sometimes. You know? The worst part is here, they sell all of those at our local dollar store. So like I can get that whole sleeve for a buck. Oh, it's wow. a problem. Yikes. A Are problem. they like expired? Nope. I it just they, where we live in we live just north of Baltimore. They fell off a truck somewhere. I'm sure. A lot of yeah, a good. lot of dollars because we don't ask questions. down here. The Dollar Trees and Family Dollars they do the same thing. They have like giant bags of like Wise Chips and stuff, and they're all dollar. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no I sense. I don't get it, but hey, I will celebrate it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean uh, respect. Yeah, respect. So I'll keep it. I'll keep my. I'll keep the eyes open on the and corner of the market on zebra cakes and zebra rolls for the Misfit Mafia. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. All right, everybody. That wraps up things for us on the island of the Misfit Toys. Isla, what should our listeners do? Smash the like button, por favor. <laughs> That's right, which she kind of said. I'm not used to this. Whether it's a heart, a star, a plus sign, just make sure you subscribe and join us every Misfit Monday. If you love what you heard, consider dropping a five-star review, and we'll read it here on the show. If you want to be vo- involved in a future episode, epi- I also can't speak right now. If you want to be involved in a future episode, like the one next week, spoiler alert, through the eyes of a misfit, High School Musical, CJ's first time viewing. That's where we're going next week. So if you want to be involved in a future one, consider calling our voicemail. We may just play it here on the podcast. 407-900-5448. For all social media, to leave an idea for a future show, or if you want to join the Patreon for more behind-the-scenes content, head to MisfitsOnMain.com. And until next time, keep the magic alive, look out for each other, and we will see you next time. The Misfits, come out and play. Bye. Bye. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the Misfits and are not associated with the Disney Company, Zad Crew Media, our affiliates, or sponsors. And that was Evan just professionally and politely telling you that we're just three Misfits being assholes. <laughs>